I am very grateful, very honored, and very happy to be with all of you today. I was asked by Nilamani Prabhu and Yashoda Dulal Prabhu to speak something about the loving dealings between Lord Chaitanya and his devotees in Jagannath Puri. This is perhaps the deepest of all subjects that has ever been revealed to this world. The Srimad Bhagavatam explains through the first nine cantos the nature of the Supreme Absolute Truth, who appears as Brahman, Paramatma, and Bhagavan, the all-pervading, limitless, supreme, omnipotent, omnipresent, absolute, the Paramatma who is the intimate friend and well-wisher who is seated within the heart of every living being, and Bhagavan the supreme all-attractive personality of Godhead who is eternally in the spiritual world having pastimes of divine intimate love with his limitless devotees. The first nine cantos of Srimad Bhagavatam describes 
how the Lord enters into this material world with his various energies, how he creates this material existence, and how the Lord in so many ways in different times has descended as incarnations. Along with incredible historical pastimes of these various incarnations, there's profound philosophy. Gradually, it's bringing us to the point of the true purpose of the Bhagavatam. From the very beginning, Srimad Bhagavatam describes its exclusive purpose is to carry one to the state of the highest, purest spiritual consciousness, which is unmotivated, uninterrupted, ecstatic, loving service to the Supreme Truth. And the Srimad Bhagavatam, which is the ultimate contribution of Srila Vyasadeva, um, does not distract or divert to the various reasons why most people turn to religion or God. It exclusively is bringing us to that place of pure, unmotivated love for God. From the very beginning, we are brought on this journey of the Srimad Bhagavatam, and it culminates in the 10th canto, where the original, all beautiful, supreme personality of Godhead in his original form, Govindam Adipurushan, descends into this world with his eternal associates from the spiritual world to display his loving pastimes, and in doing so, to attract our hearts to his loving service, Brahma Bhakti. Where the Srimad Bhagavatam culminates, Krishna's love for Sri Radha and Radha's love for Sri Krishna. Sri Radha Krishna's Sladini Shakti is the very personification of Krishna in the eternal divine mood of the lover, the supreme lover. Sri Radha, the feminine power of the absolute, conquers Krishna with her love. And Krishna conquers Sri Radha with her love. And in this way, in the spiritual world, the limitless ananda or joy is being conquered by one another's love. In this material existence, where we forget that truth, we fall into the illusion that we will be happy by being the controller, the proprietor, and the enjoyer. But actually Krishna is the supreme controller, the supreme proprietor, 
and the supreme enjoyer. But in the spiritual world, Krishna's greatest happiness, his lila, is to willingly be conquered, controlled, and enjoyed by his devotees. So the competition of the spiritual world is love. And this is the beautiful explanation that Srimad Bhagavatam gives, the revelation of spiritual love. The love of Sri Radha Krishna, which is the origin of everything that exists and the origin of all love. Krishna himself, who knows everything. In the Gita, Krishna tells, Veda ham samatitani varatamananu chavri, abhushani chabutani mamti vedanakashtini. He knows everything, past, present, future. He knows every living being. He knows everyone, everywhere, at all times. But there's one thing that he wants to know. What is the sweet happiness that Radharani feels in her love for him? And what is it about him that gives Sri Radharani such happiness? The Supreme Lord Krishna descended in this material world, in the mood, the Mahabhava of Sri Radha, as Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Not only to taste the sweetness, the highest realm of spiritual love, but to distribute it. And in his munificence, he comes in the age of Kali to give the highest thing, the most precious and rarest of all spiritual treasures, the most difficult thing to achieve, the very essence of the soul's love. And he's giving it very freely in this age of Kali through Harinam Sankirtan. It is described that Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna himself in the mood of Sri Radha who descends into this world and brings with him his loving associates from Goloka Vrindavan. So many of those intimate gopis and gopas, and so many of the greatest um, devotees of other avatars, they all assembled to assist Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his mission of tasting the sweetness of bhakti and distributing the sweetness of bhakti. It is said in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita that the Panchatattva, they plundered the storehouse of love of God, Prema Bhakti, and they tasted the contents. And they became mad ecstatically, dancing, chanting as they tasted this content. And then they distributed it without consideration of who is fit and who is unfit, which is the proper place and which is an improper place, what is the right time and what is not an auspicious time. They put aside all those material considerations and gave prema bhakti to anyone, anyone, 
who is willing to accept it and follow their simple teachings. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he descended in Navadvip Dham, he disguised himself in the sense that he did not reveal who he was until after he took initiation from um, Ishwarapur. Here is Lord Chaitanya. It is described in the Shastras that all the incarnations were all present within Lord Chaitanya. And when he was a little baby, the beautiful golden form, Satyamata would hold him in her arms and he would cry. And he would keep crying until Satyamata and all the ladies of the area would come together and circle around him and chant the holy names of Krishna. And then he would smile. But he wanted to show the importance of accepting a spiritual master in a lineage, a parampara of great Vaishnavas, in a, in, in a sampradaya. And after doing so, when he returned to Navadvip, he established the Harinam Sankirtan movement. And along with his devotees, Sometimes they would have kirtan throughout the day, and for one full year they had all night, every night. And it is described that Srivas Angam, the house of Srivas Thakur and his brothers, that Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was performing Krishna's Raslila. The same sweet mood of loving exchanges were there in the hearts of the devotees. Gradually, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took the Sankirtan into the streets. He instructed Nityananda Prabhu and Haridas Thakur, go to every house, to every bathing ghat, go to every marketplace, whoever you meet, Wherever you meet them, give them the simple message. Worship Krishna. Remember Krishna. Speak about Krishna. Chant the holy names of Krishna. Krishna's your mother. Krishna's your father. Krishna's your very life and soul and the true wealth of the soul. They spread this chanting of the holy names. Ultimately, the Harinam Sankirtan movement was established. And with the help of the Chankazi, there was a great crisis. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, it's very interesting how he manifested the Sankirtan movement in a free way to the public at the time of a great crisis. The Chankazi was persecuting devotees, beating devotees, imprisoning devotees, plundering anybody who would chant the holy names. Then Lord Chaitanya, when they came to him, he said, I will lead the chanting. Everyone come with a torch tonight and you will see me dance. 
And that was the first time Lord Chaitanya publicly displayed his dancing and chanting in Kirtan. Similarly, Ramchandra descended when Ravana was plundering and exploiting and causing such suffering to the world. And Krishna came when Mother Earth in the form of Bhumi, she was weeping and crying because the innocent children of hers were suffering so much, being exploited and plundered. And Kamsa. So Krishna, Ramchandra, Varaha, Parasuram, Kurmadev, Varahadev, and Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they all descended in reciprocation to the devotees who were crying out in compassion for people who were suffering. Srila Prabhupada, he explained in so many of his lectures and in his purports the nature of Kali Yuga. How there will be so much suffering and so much fear and so much confusion. He describes epidemics and plagues and diseases and earthquakes and corrupted governments. We read it, we speak it, but it's real. Srila Prabhupada was pleading with us to take this Krishna consciousness very seriously. It's urgent. When Srila Prabhupada came here at the age of 69, and established a worldwide movement at the age of 70 and traveled around the world despite every type of impossible odd and, and challenge. It was because he had this compassion. Adwaitacharya, he had this compassion. He spent so much time weeping and crying in compassion for us because he could see what was going to happen in Kali Yuga, crying for Lord Chaitanya to come. And Srila Prabhupada sailed across oceans, crying for Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. <clears throat> when Srila Prabhupada would sit before the deities of Gornitai, sometimes with tears in his eyes, he would pray, please save these people. Lord Chaitanya, after he established Sankirtan very wide in Navadweep, He wanted to reach more people. He wanted to reach all of India, and ultimately he wanted to reach the whole world. And to do that, he took sannyas. Very, very early in the morning, 
Around the time of Makara Sankranti, he left his home. And eventually, he met with his mother, Sachi Devi, and she prayed to him that if you go to Brindavan as you're planning, I'll never see you, I'll never hear your pastimes. The same Krishna that's in Brindavan is living in Puri as Lord Jagannath. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then went with Nityananda Prabhu and Mukunda and um, just a few devotees to make his residence in Jagannath Puri. You can imagine the devotees in Bengal, in Navadweep and Shantipur, the profound separation they were feeling from Lord Chaitanya. They were dancing, they were chanting with him every day. The all attractive, all loving, all beautiful Lord. And now he is left for Puri. And after just a few months, they got news that he had left Puri for South India. And there, were not, there was no news of the Lord for two traveled through the various provinces of, of eastern, southern, and western India. And when he returned to Jagannath Puri, Kal Krishnadas was sent by the devotees who showed great mercy upon him because he was having great spiritual difficulty. They gave him the great service of going to the house of Adoita and the house of Sachimata and giving the news that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has returned to Puri. Everyone come. When Lord Chaitanya was there, the king, Pratapa although the Lord would not directly meet him in the beginning, the king selflessly, just by associating with Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya, he developed complete faith that Lord Chaitanya was Krishna himself. And he dedicated the entire treasury, the entire influence of a king, just to serve Lord Chaitanya and the devotees. Lord Chaitanya, as a sannyasi, he just accepted a small room at the house of Kashi Mishra which was called Gambira. After some time, the devotees, headed by Adwaita Prabhu and Srivas Thakur, several hundreds of them, they all performed Sankirtan all the way from Sachi Devi's house where they got her permission to Jagannath Puri. And when they arrived, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu greeted them. He brought them to the house of Kashimishra. It wasn't such a big space, but they all crowded in. And Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he gave each and every one of them a garland. He gave them sandalwood. He embraced them and he praised their glories. There was no greater pleasure for Lord Chaitanya and to taste the sweetness of praising the glories of the devotees. Sometimes he spoke as if he had five mouths, sometimes as if he had a thousand mouths. 
the leelas that Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu enacted with his devotees, Kaviraj Goswami describes, are like the limitless sky. And all anyone could do is like a little bird trying to cover as much space as we can. The more we relish, the more we understand Krishna's infinite sweetness, infinite beauty, infinite mercy, infinite power, the humbler we become. And this is the symptom of actually understanding Krishna. Trinada pisuniche nataro ibasuhishnu. Amani namanadena kirataniya sadhari. The more we become spiritually advanced, the more we become Krishna conscious, the more we become genuinely humble because we're actually in the presence of Krishna. And in that state, if Krishna himself is so much praising, glorifying, loving, and appreciating his devotees, we can understand this is the path of pleasing Krishna. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu when he would not meet Ramananda Rai, when he found out that, I mean, when he would not meet King Prataparudra, when he found out that the king had rendered a valuable service to help Ramananda Rai, it was then he decided to give the king his full mercy. And he quoted, Madhbhakta Puja Abhyadika, that Krishna is more pleased when we please his devotees when we honor and worship his devotees, than when we worship him. And Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is Krishna, took the role of a devotee and personally demonstrated this. In Puri, such a reunion there was. We cannot imagine. Sunyayatam jagat sarabham in the separation from Krishna, these devotees are feeling a moment to be like a yuga, like 12 years or more. And here Lord Chaitanya was gone for years, several years, and they hadn't even heard any news from him. There was no internet, there was no newspapers. And now he he has returned to Puri, and he's inviting us to meet him. And however much eager and enthusiastic and filled with gratitude and joy the devotees were to meet Lord Chaitanya, Lord Chaitanya was even more happy, grateful, and blissful to see them. That is bhakti. King Prataparuja made arrangements for every single devotee to be comfortable. And Lord Chaitanya arranged through, through Gopinath Acharya and Kashi Mishra with the support of Prataparudra for Vaninath Rai, the brother of Ramananda Rai, to provide abundant prasad every day for each devotee. 
So everyone was happy. And just at the beginning of that wonderful first visit, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu performed the leela of cleaning the Gundicha temple with them. Gundicha Madarjanam. That's how he really began his wonderful pastimes every year with his devotees. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Thakur and our beloved Srila Prabhupada write in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita how this cleansing of the Gundicha temple represents the cleansing of our hearts through hearing, through chanting, through following the nine processes of devotional service. And Lord Chaitanya taught how to clean the temple of the heart in the association of other devotees. And each devotee was in such a mood of a menial servant. Lord Chaitanya himself, although devotees, are, they knew he was God. He's the supreme enjoyer. He's the husband of limitless goddesses of fortune. But here Mahaprabhu is taking a simple broom and on his hands and knees sweeping and sweeping and sweeping and inducing all the other devotees to sweep and sweep and sweep until they got every little particle of dirt and dust and sand and straw from the temple. And Lord Chaitanya showed his own enthusiasm. And this cleansing is like our sadhana. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was showing his enthusiasm to clean the heart through sadhana. And he induced all the devotees to do the same. And together, they cleansed, they washed with limitless buckets of water until it was sparkling, shining, clean, like the heart that Krishna is pleased to reveal himself in. And soon after that was the Ratayatra, where Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu revealed the mood of Sri Radharani, where he was bringing Krishna from Kurukshetra back to Vrindavan. After years and years of separation, Sri Radha was bringing Krishna back home. Why? Because that's where he is most happy. And she knows his heart. And Lord Chaitanya is taking Jagannath Kukandija, which is an enactment of this pastime. During this beautiful kirtan procession, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he divided his devotees into seven kirtan groups each with a lead dancer and each with a lead singer. And Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, in his ecstasy at times, just to please all the devotees, he manifested himself in all the seven groups. And each group of devotees were thinking, Lord Chaitanya is only with me. Srila Prabhupada explains that it was identical as when Krishna was dancing in Raslila and each gopi was thinking, Krishna is only with me. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was performing this leela through kirtan. King Prataparudra, he could see. 
he could see how Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was simultaneously in all the groups. And he could also see how Lord Jagannath and Lord Chaitanya was the same person in two forms, having a beautiful pastime and including all the devotees and all the pilgrims and all the residents of Puri in this pastime. And why? Why did King Prataparuja have this vision? Something that very rare, only the most intimate people could understand. Because he was in the mood of a servant of the servant of the servant. He pleased Ramanandaran. And also because he swept the street. In a menial service attitude, he swept the street before Jagannath's chariot. And Lord Chaitanya saw him. Not only did he see him with the broom in his hand, but he could see within his heart his intent. He had no ego except to serve and to please the Lord and his devotees. He wanted nothing for himself. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu during the Ratha Yatra procession, revealed his highest intimate blessing upon King Prataparudra. And all the devotees who saw this, they became so happy. And Srila Prabhupada explains, this is the nature of a devotee. When he sees somebody else getting good fortune, he doesn't think, why not me? He's happy for that devotee. We're inspired by the successes of devotees. And Srila Prabhupada, many times, and it's especially in this Leela, he writes, that the nature of a Vaishnava is a Vaishnava is not envious. A Vaishnava is a well-wisher of other devotees. And as we make progress, we could become well-wishers of everyone. After the Ratiyatra, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu performed pastimes with his devotees by having kirtan most all day, every day, and having harikata. It is explained that all the festivals of the Vaishnav calendar during the month, during the Chaturmasya, the four months of the rainy season, they celebrated in wonderful ways. And after the Kartik month, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked his devotees to return to their homes. And with the little time I have, I'd like to try in my own fallen way to share one, one conversation Lord Chaitanya had in his rooms at the Gambira, the house of Kashimishra. The devotees were gathered around him and they were just about to leave. Lord Chaitanya, in this feeling of imminent separation from one another, 
Lord Chaitanya was especially enthusiastic to taste the sweetness of the glories of the devotees and to inspire everyone to taste that sweetness. He said to Adoitacharya that you should give Krishna consciousness to everyone, even the most fallen. And then he told Nityananda Prabhu, who was his constant associate, he said, you should return to Bengal and you should spread this Krishna consciousness, spread this love for Krishna without any limitations. In fact, just before this conversation, Lord Chaitanya had a private meeting with Nityananda Prabhu and instructed him to go back to Bengal. And Lord Chaitanya gave some of the most empowered, loving devotees to, to, to leave Puri and go back to Bengal with Nityananda Prabhu to preach this message. Then Lord Chaitanya told Srivast Thakur, you and your brothers are so dear to me. Go back to your home in Navadweep, Mayapur. And later on, they moved to Kumarahata. And Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told them, constantly chant the holy names of Krishna, congregational chanting. And whenever you chant together, you four brothers, whenever you're chanting together, I will be there dancing. And you will know that whatever Srivas Thakur and his brothers are having kirtan, I will personally be present in that place and I will be dancing. And you will feel my presence and sometimes you will see me. And then he gave Jagannath Mahaprasad some silken cloths, some food, and he gave this prasad to Srivas and said, with great emotion, bring this to my mother, Sachidev. And as Lord Chaitanya was remembering his mother, he was speaking to all the devotees assembled that whatever devotion I have is because of her. She loved me. I was her only child. She was a widow. And yet I took sannyas. Perhaps I was crazy to take sannyas and leave my mother's love. I am her property. He told Srivas and the devotees that my mother should know whenever she cooks and remembers me, I will personally be there. She will feel my presence and remind her of this incident. Last year on the day of Vijay Dasami, Mother Sachi cooked a special feast and offered it to Gopal, the Shalagram Shila, 
And Lord Chaitanya meticulously explained in detail the various preparations that she cooked. He said after she offered it, she took the plate and put it on her lap and was thinking, these, these are the very favorite preparations that Nimai enjoyed. But now he's not here to eat them. I would make these same preparations on the same plate and offer it to Krishna and then offer it to Nimai. But he's not here. And she was sitting with the prasad plate on her lap, weeping and crying in ecstatic trance of separation from Nimai. And Nimai, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told the devotees, at that moment I appeared, but she could not see me. And I ate everything on the plate. And when Sachi Devi came out of her trance of ecstatic love and separation, she looked down and there was nothing there. The plate was empty. And because of her humility and her love, she became confused. She was and, um, did Did an animal come and, and eat all this food? Or did I forget to put anything on the plate? Or what could have happened? Or did, did the deity of Krishna eat it all? Why there's nothing on this plate? And then she went back to the kitchen and she saw in the pots there was still so much of that prasad. She had Ishan clean the altar and she offered it again. Lord Chaitanya with great emotion, with tears, he was trying to control his emotions in front of the devotees. He was saying, this is the love of Sachi Devi. Please assure her, tell her that it was me who personally came and ate the food that day. And if you tell her this, Srivas, then she will have confidence that yes, I do personally appear whenever she cooks. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then began to glorify Raghava Pandit who was present there and explained to all the devotees his extraordinary devotional service, how he cared for his deity of Madan Gopal. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu every morning with his devotees would go very early to the first offerings to Lord Jagannath. He would spend the home, he would spend many hours every morning in the darshan of Jagannath, having kirtan, having darshan. And through his devotees, he showed how Krishna the Supreme Person personally does appear, manifest in the form of the deity. And Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, how does he know these things? Only because he is the deity in every devotee's home. He is present. And he was explaining the extraordinary nature of Raghava Pandit's um, 
perfection in giving only the very, very best to his deities. Then Lord Chaitanya turned to Shivananda Singh. And he said, Shivananda Singh, please take care of Vasudev Datta. Because Vasudev Datta is a, he's a householder. He has a family. He has needs. But whatever he has, he gives away. He doesn't keep anything. So please make sure that Vasudev Datta and his family are always taken care of nicely. And then Lord Chaitanya gave Shivananda saying, a wonderful instruction. It's an incredible challenge. But Shivananda saying took it as the greatest fortune to have the service. Lord Chaitanya said, every year, I want you to bring all the devotees from Bengal to Puri so that we can celebrate the Gundicha Marjanam, the cleansing of Gundicha Temple, and we can be together in the presence of Lord Jagannath for four months. Bring them all. And he told Shivananda saying, and I request you, during the journey to maintain each and every devotee. Now please know the walk from Navadweep all the way to Puri took many, many days. It's, I don't know exactly, but many hundreds of miles. And in those days, it was very difficult because India wasn't just one country, it was many kingdoms. And when you're going through the border from one kingdom to another, there was taxes, there was harassments, there was all sorts of different types of rules and regulations. And Shivananda Sain had to deal with all of that. He had to arrange the prasad to be cooked ahead of time wherever the devotees would be. He had to arrange boats to cross the many, many rivers of Bengal and Orissa. And there's that famous story of the simple street dog that happened to join the party and Shivananda Singh treated him with the same respect and dignity as the other Vaishnavas. If he's come to be with us, Krishna has put him in my charge. And he made special prasad and paid special taxes for him. That was Shivananda Singh's devotion. One little instruction, and he took that as his life and soul, and he did that year after year after year. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, turned to Ramananda Vasu and Satyaraj Khan and other devotees from the village of Kulinagram. He said, they make good rope there. During the Ratha Yatra, one of the ropes of Jagannath has broken. And Lord Chaitanya showed them the rope and said, you should get a rope that's this size, but very strong silken rope that will not break. 
and every year bring it for the Ratiyatra. And they took that as their heart and soul. A simple service. The residents of Kulinagram, Ramananda and Satyaraj, they inquired from Lord Chaitanya. We are householders. We have occupations. We have so many materialistic obligations. And in fact, we're very materialistic people. What is, what is our duty, the duty of a person in material life who has a family? What is our duty to become Krishna conscious? And Lord Chaitanya, he replied, constantly chant the names of Krishna. And whenever possible, serve Krishna and serve the Vaishnavas. They asked Lord Chaitanya, how do we know who is truly a Vaishnava? And Lord Chaitanya answered, anyone who even once sincerely chants the name of Krishna is worshipable as a Vaishnava. It's interesting that for the next several years, as the residents of Kulinagram, Ramananda and Satyaraj were leaving, they would ask the same question. We are fallen householders. How can we become Krishna conscious? What is really our duty? And Lord Chaitanya would always give the same answer. Constantly chant Krishna's name and serve Krishna whenever possible in the Vaishnavas. And every year they would say, how do we know who is a true Vaishnava? And Lord Chaitanya gave a different, a slightly different answer each year. Because he wanted to reveal different levels of Vaishnavas. The first year, anyone who sincerely once chants the name of Krishna is a, is a Vaishnava. The second year, anyone who's constantly chanting Krishna's name is a Vaishnava. And the third year, he said, anyone who meets such a person, that person will chant the names of Krishna. Anyone who can induce others to chant the holy names is a Vaishnava. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told them that long ago, your forefather was Gunaraj Khan. Gunaraj Khan, he wrote a book called the Sri Krishna Vijaya. And in that book, there's one line, Nanda Nandana Krishna Mora Prananath. That Sri Nandanandana Krishna is my life and soul. Because he wrote that with such devotion, because he really accepted Krishna as his life and soul and was sharing that in his book, Lord Chaitanya said, I am forever indebted to him. Not only am I forever indebted for him for writing this one line with such devotion, such compassion, 
anyone, all of your family members, and all the residents of the village of Kulinagran, even a dog from the village of Kulinagran is most dear to me because of the contribution of this one devotee. In this beautiful pastime, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he, ex he revealed his appreciation even for the simplest gesture of a sincere and pure-hearted devotee. And how Lord Chaitanya reciprocates not only by blessing him, by blessing everyone that's connected to him. Lord Chaitanya then turned to the residents of Srikanda. There was Mukunda Sarakar, his son Raghunandan, and brother Narahari. Lord Chaitanya asked Mukunda, You are Raghunandan's father, and Raghunandan is your son? Is this so? Or is Raghunandan your father, and are you his son? This is a mystical question to ask a father in the presence of his son. When Mukunda Sarakar heard this, he became very happy. He said, because Raghunandan inspires me in Krishna consciousness, in fact, he inspires our whole family in Krishna consciousness. Therefore, I consider him to be my spiritual master and my father. And Lord Chaitanya was so pleased when he heard this. He said, yes. One who invokes Krishna consciousness from our heart, we give honor and respect like a spiritual master and father to such a person. And then Lord Chaitanya began to praise the glories of Mukunda Sarakar as he had, if he had five mouths. He was turning to all the devotees and he said, Mukunda Sarakar appears to the world to be an ordinary family person who works as a doctor. But in his heart, in his heart is the treasure of divine love, prema bhakti. One time, Mukunda Sarakar was called by the Mughal king to give a diagnosis for his health. The king was sitting on a high platform and Mukunda was standing next to him and discussing health matters with the king. At that time, a servant came to shade the king from the sun with a fan made of peacock feathers. When Mukunda Sarakar saw the peacock feather, he remembered and even in this very formal um, and uncomfortable situation, he's with a Mughal king, obviously surrounded by Mughal soldiers, but still, when he saw the peacock feather 
and remember Krishna, it awakened such intimate love in his heart. He fell unconscious and he rolled right off the platform onto the ground. And it was a, it was a high platform, so the king was very worried. He got off his throne, he ran to the ground and he, he went to, to lift up Mukunda and he said, what happened, what happened? And Mukunda Saragar smiled and he said, no, no, I'm not hurt, I'm fine. And the king said, why did you fall? And in his humility, he said, actually, I have an illness, something like epilepsy, and sometimes this happens to me. But the king understood that this person is a very highly, highly liberated lover of God. He could understand that by the power of Mukunda Sarakar's compassion. Then Lord Chaitanya gave instructions. He said to Mukunda Sarakar that you should perform the duty of earning material and spiritual wealth. Then he turned to Raghunandam and said, you should worship the deity of Krishna. And then he turned to Narahari, the uncle of Raghunandam, and said, you should stay here with me and preach. And Srila Prabhupada in this purport so beautifully describes that it appears that they were doing three very different things, but they were all completely united because Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's service was in the center of their lives and the center of their relationships. And there's really no difference on the spiritual platform of these three different natural duties. Mukunda Sarakar had to earn material and spiritual wealth, maintaining a family. Raghunanda worshipped the deities and Narahari stayed with the devotees, or in our case, sometimes in an ashram, and with the devotees preaching Krishna consciousness. And Srila Prabhupada said, our Krishna consciousness movement, all three of these principles are there, and we are all united, and there's no difference between the three when the pleasure of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is in the center of our lives. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then turned to Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya and his brother, Vidya Vachaspati. He said, in this age of Kali Yuga, Krishna appears in two forms, as wood and as water. In this way, he could be seen. In the form of wood, he appears as Lord Jagannath. And in the form of water, Krishna appears as the river Ganga, the Ganges. He said, Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya, you should stay here in Puri and you should worship the Lord in his wooden form of Sri Jagannath. And Vidya Vachaspati, you should return to Bengal and you should worship Mother Ganga. 
Then Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu turned to Marari Gupta. Marari Gupta was such a humble devotee that he would, in Puri, often keep a distance because he didn't feel worthy to be close to Lord Chaitanya. He would, Lord Chaitanya would have to get up off of his seat and go and get him and bring him back. And, and Lord Chaitanya would clean his body with his own hands just to show how, how much he loved his devotee. And on this particular occasion, on the first farewell ceremony that Lord Chaitanya was having at the house of Kashi Mishra before sending the devotees back to Bengal, he told all the devotees a very intimate secret story. That again and again and again, I asked Murari Gupta to worship Krishna. He's a devotee of Ram. But I told him that Krishna, his pastimes are the very essence of sweetness. His beauty is the essence of sweetness. His playing of his flute is the essence of sweetness. All of us are worshiping Krishna. We're, we're sharing the highest bliss with each other. Please, worship Krishna. Murari Gupta. He accepted this instruction and he went home and at night he could not sleep. All night he was praying to Lord Sri Ramchandra, how will I ever be able to give up your service? I've given my heart, I've given my life, I've given my everything to you Lord Ram, how could I possibly give up your service? And the next morning Murari Gupta came to Lord Chaitanya. Lord Chaitanya told, and he said, I tried. I cried all night. I cannot give up the Lord of my life, Sri Ram. I've given my heart to him. But at the same time, you are the Supreme Lord. And you are my life and soul. And I can't live without following your instruction. So please let my body just fall and end at your lotus feet right now. As Murari Gupta was bitterly crying, Lord Chaitanya smiled and lifted him up and said, you have, you have pure unalloyed love. Your love for Ram is of the highest caliber of devotion. I tested you just to experience the nature of your love. Blessed is that devotee who never gives up the worship of his loving Lord. And blessed is that Lord who, if a devotee does try to give up, he drags him back by the hair. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told Morari Gupta, this is not a surprise because you are the incarnation of Hanuman. And Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu embraced him. And Murari Gupta, from then and for always, he saw Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as his beloved Lord Sri Ramchandra.
Then Lord Chaitanya turned to Vasudev Dutt. And as he tried to explain his appreciation of Vasudev Dutt, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he spoke as if he had one thousand mouths. Can, can we even imagine the enthusiasm, the gratitude, the love, the intoxicated ecstasy that Lord Chaitanya was receiving from Vasudev's association to be glorifying him before all the devotees with a thousand mouths? And Vasudev Dutt was completely humbled by the experience. And he said to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, that you have descended into this world to show your mercy upon the world and to fulfill the desires of the devotees. I only have one desire. I have been longing for this desire to be fulfilled. If you can, please do so. When I see the people of this world suffering in forgetfulness of you. And when Vasudev Dutt is saying this, he means people who are enjoying and people who are suffering. People who are rich or poor. People who are in health or disease. He was, he was feeling pity for everyone in any state of material existence, if they were bereft of the ecstatic joy of loving Krishna. He said, I see so much suffering in this world. I cannot bear it. It's breaking my heart. Please give me this benediction. Let all the karma and all the sins of every living being in this entire universe fall on my head and please the Lord allow me to suffer perpetually so that they could all be happy in the liberated condition with you. If you can do so, this is my only desire. When he said this with such sincerity, Lord Chaitanya, knowing the purity of his intent and his compassion, he started to cry. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, his voice was choked up. And he spoke. He said, it is not a surprise that you are speaking like this, Vasudeva, because you are Prahlad Maharaj. But why should you have to suffer for the sins of others? Because you are so dear to Krishna. Krishna will liberate everyone on the basis of your desire. In this beautiful interaction, Lord Chaitanya was shown how dear is a devotee who has compassion for others. In fact, in the Srimad Bhagavatam, 
when Lord Shiva drank the ocean of poison out of compassion for all beings. Sukadeva Goswami speaks and Srila Prabhupada elaborates how the, the most pleasing service we can offer to Krishna is to endure difficulties to show compassion to others. Our beloved Srila Prabhupada How can we ever understand, how could we ever appropriately appreciate how dear he is to Krishna? His compassion is the very foundation that all of us, that our spiritual lives are built upon, and it will always be. And Srila Prabhupada wanted us to cooperate with one another to express our appreciation, our gratitude for him. Because bhakti is something that's very real. And Srila Prabhupada, although it's the deepest, most esoteric, um, ecstatic emotion of the soul, it also has to be very tangible and practical in our application in this world. To show our love for Srila Prabhupada, to show our love for Krishna, means to put aside our false egos in whatever situation. And it's especially important when it's difficult to do. to value, appreciation, and service for Vaishnavas. And whatever may happen, still, by associating with good devotees and hearing this great message from Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, we must keep that flame alive and keep that flame growing and growing by fueling it and hearing and chanting and seva whatever may come in this world. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as he was saying farewell to all the devotees, knowing that they were going to be leaving for the next eight months, all the devotees, they had to leave. It was the Lord's will. They had their duties. They had their sevas. They pathetically cried in imminent separation from the Lord. And how beautiful. Lord Chaitanya himself bitterly cried in imminent separation from his devotees. Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami in many places in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita describes how this is a story of the love of the Lord for the devotee and the love for the devotee, for the Lord, and in that love is the love for the devotees for each other. After they left, Lord Chaitanya kept Haridas Thakur to stay with him in Puri. 
He personally gave him a very secluded little place. Today it is called Siddha Bakula. And there Haridas, he would never go in the temple of Jagannath because he was born in a family that was considered outcasts by the Orthodox society at the time. But he was grateful. He was totally grateful just to have a place where he could see the chakra and chant the holy names. He would chant the holy names of Krishna, the Maha Mantra, at least 300,000 times every day. And Srila Prabhupada explains that Lord Chaitanya, who was Jagannath himself, would spend hours every morning in the temple. And every single day, Lord Chaitanya, while in the temple, would procure from the priests special Jagannath Mahaprasad. And from the temple, with his own loving hands, he would carry that prasad to Haridas Thakur. Offer him the prasad, give him darshan, and Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with great mercy and great happiness would spend often hours every day sitting with Haridas Thakur, having Hari Kirtan, Hari Kata. When Rupa Goswami and Sanatan Goswami both came to Puri, they stayed there at that secluded, simple place under the Bakula tree with Haridas Thakur. And every day Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would come to reciprocate with them. Swarup Damodar Goswami, his kirtans made Lord Chaitanya so happy. He was Lalita Saki in Krishna's Lila. He knew the heart of Lord Chaitanya. He knew the heart of Sri Radha. And he would sing songs just appropriate to the, to the mood that Lord Chaitanya was feeling. And Srila Ramananda Rai, who was previously a very wealthy, powerful, influential governor of an entire province, he left everything else behind to be with Lord Chaitanya. And he could also, as Vishaka Gopi, he understood the Lord's heart and would recite verses and recite prayers and poems just in harmony with Lord Chaitanya's mood of ecstatic love. Paramananda Puri was a disciple of Lord Chaitanya's guru. Lord Chaitanya treated Paramananda Puri as his own guru, and he gave him a place just close to the Jagannath temple. And, and Paramananda Puri he was Uddhava in Krishna's Lila. And his special devotion was in his meditation, his inner meditation on the form and the pastimes and, and the, the abode and the names of the Lord. And Gadadhar Pandit. Lord Chaitanya gave him a place at a place called Yameshwar Tota. 
And Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu revealed to him a deity that was there, a Tota Gopinath. And every day, Lord Chaitanya would go to Gadadhar Pandit's Tota Gopinath temple, and together they would spend hours reading and discussing the Srimad Bhagavatam. There's a beautiful pastime in Sri Chaitanya Bhagavat. At one time when Swarup Damodar Goswami was singing, Lord Chaitanya went into such transcendental spiritual trance of love that he was dancing and dancing and he jumped right in a well. And everybody knew that this was an empty, dried well for many years and very deep well. And anyone who fell in this well there's no way they could survive. So when the devotees saw him just dancing and he went right into the well and disappeared, devotees were in such, um, in such a bhava of, of, of concern. And, and, and what a crisis this was, more than any crisis we could ever imagine. The turbulence in the devotees' hearts, they ran to the well and they looked inside and they found the well was completely filled to the top with fresh, creamy butter. And Lord Chaitanya was laying on top of it really happily chanting the holy names. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama, Rama. Hari, Hari. Many of us are in quarantines or lockdowns or various um, forms of that. It is a it is an unprecedented time. Um, but as I was referring before, Srila Prabhupada, he told us that these times would come. Although because it's come on us so suddenly, it seems to be a surprise. But from studying the scriptures in this age of Kali, these things are, these things will come. And as Kali progresses, they will come more and more. So we have to adjust ourselves. By reading about the great saints in Chaitanya Charitamrita, by reading about the great Vaishnavas and the mercy of the Lord in Srimad Bhagavatam, by studying the sacred words of Krishna and Bhagavad Gita that gives hope for all of eternity, and by keeping whatever way we can communicate through this um, internet and social media, somehow or other, we have to. According to whatever the situation is, we adjust ourselves to associate with devotees and be grateful for whatever opportunity we have to take shelter of Krishna and to appreciate those who are showing compassion to the people of this world and in any way we can to be instruments of that compassion. That's the gift Srila Prabhupada gave us and it's especially very much prominently um, appreciated today. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you so much. 
which is a wonderful and uh, transportive class. It transfers all of us directly into the eternal pastimes of Mahaprabhu. Uh, all the devotees gathered here. So we have some very important announcements. Uh, um, do we have some time for some questions or comments, Maharaj? Or? I'm happy whatever way I can serve you. Thank you, Maharaj. Um, there's one question from Yashoda Dulal Prabhu. And uh, you had mentioned that uh, this no envy and always taking joy in the success of others is a very high standard of Vaishnava consciousness. And it is particularly hard in a situation where we might feel that we worked hard for a particular achievement, maybe even a spiritual achievement that somebody else got and we did not quite get. And we might not feel so happy for the success. Some little envy might be there. So how should we conduct ourselves in that situation so that at least we don't make offenses and perhaps even make some progress toward that goal and that idea? That's a question. <coughs> It's very important that we hear. That if we hear every day, we, we refresh our memory of what pleases Krishna. And what pleases Krishna is the only consideration spiritual progress in the path of bhakti. Because making progress on the path of bhakti yoga is not on the basis of the results we get externally, but it's on the basis of if Krishna's pleased, if our gurus are pleased. And Krishna's pleased by the sincerity of our intent. But this material world and the conditionings of the false ego, we very much want to be the controller and the enjoyer and the proprietor, and we want credit for ourselves. It's natural, it's ingrained in us so deeply. We're habituated to these, to these needs. But the medicine is to sincerely chant the names of Krishna. And with that, we need to hear. We need to hear from the, from, from the empowered Vaishnavas, and we need to read Srila Prabhupada's books to refresh what we really want and what our real purpose and direction is. And then we're focused. And then when we're in a situation like this, we have a compass. Yes, there's a storm right now. There's, it could be a storm when somebody else does nicely. <laughs> because, you know, we have envy in our heart, or we have um, a certain type of inferiority complex or superiority complex, whatever it may be. It's a storm when we're not getting what we want, the ego. But in stormy times, that's when we need the compass the most. When the boat is in stormy seas, we need the compass to keep us on track. And the association of good devotees and hearing, hearing is that compass. We hear from Srila Prabhupada. We hear from Krishna. We hear from Mahaprabhu and his devotees. 
And yes, I may be feeling this way, but let me, it's not what I want. So let me take shelter of Krishna and let me, let me speak and do the right things. And that's how we make spiritual progress. Those situations, Yashoda Dulao Prabhu, that you just defined, are great opportunities for spiritual advancement. If we take shelter of the words of the Shastras, may we pray to Krishna. And in this mood, when we chant the holy names, Bhakti awakens in our hearts. Thank you, Maharaj. The question from Anantavallava Prabhu. How do we understand the variegatedness of bhakti, but at the same time, the absolute nature of it? Like Murari Gupta couldn't connect to Krishna, but to Lord Ram. How do you reconcile both those two aspects of bhakti? Because Ram and Krishna are the same person. Krishna appears in various forms throughout the ages. And Lord Ramchandra is a, a, a most intimate incarnation of Lord Sri Krishna. Then after Krishna, Lord Ramchandra and Lord Narsingadev, they, they revealed such a special intimacy of love with devotees. So Ram and Krishna are the same person. But as Gaudiya Vaishnavas, who are in the line of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we are especially naturally um, seeking shelter in the beautiful pastimes of Vrindavan and Sri Sri Radha Govinda. Because Krishna is Puna avatar. Krishna as Bhagavan, he reveals the, the qualities of the Supreme Godhead in its fullest, most intimate way. And the other incarnations are the same person of Krishna who are revealing partial of those qualities. So if you love Ram, you're loving Krishna. But in loving Krishna, there is Vrindavan. <laughs> and that's what Prabhupada has given, and that's what Mahaprabhu has given, and that's what our focus is. But we should understand that the devotion of Hanuman, the devotees of Ram Bharat, and Hanuman, and Kosalya, these great devotees, they are worshipped by the Brijabhasis. And they are worshipped by all of our great Acharyas. In fact, during the time when Lord Chaitanya and his devotees were performing their pastimes in Puri, when it was Vijay Dasami or Dasera, they would perform the Leela of, of Ramchandra. And they would actually be building a bridge across a little ocean 
Lord Chaitanya and Swarupamarava Swami and Gadadhar Pandit and Ramananda Rai, they were performing Ram Lila. And, and Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would personally take the mood of Hanuman. So some devotees, and Srila Prabhupada explains it this way, Srila Prabhupada in Washington, D.C., in Radharas Bihari Temple, in Juhu, Bombay, um, and now in Delhi, he installed Sitaram Lakshman Hanuman and had us doing six offerings and six artis every day. And Srila Prabhupada, in several lectures, he said, some devotees are inclined toward Ram and some are inclined toward Krishna. And we fully love, appreciate, and accommodate wherever people. In fact, Srila Prabhupada, in, on many occasions, were describing all the great religions of the world are worshiping the same one God who we know as Krishna. And to whatever degree they develop love for God as they know him, they're, they're, they're loving various levels of realization of the one Supreme Godhead. So wherever there's love for any true incarnation of the Lord, devotees are very happy to see this. At the same time, we're very focused on Sri, on Sri Radha Govinda Dev. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Um, one more question from uh, Anuradha Mataji of New Indavan. There are so many examples of tests in the Bhagavatam and Chaitanya Chaitamrit, from Sita Devi to Mari Gupta. Tests are so stressful in ac academic institutions, for example. Why do we have to be constantly tested? And in many cases, the answers are not so clear. Srila <laughs> Prabhupada gives an analogy that when gold is covered by all sorts of dirt, when you put gold in fire, it burns away all the dirt and makes the gold purified. Purified means it takes away everything else. So in our lives, we become purified to the extent we sincerely, with our hearts, we take shelter of Krishna. And it's just the nature of this material world that there are tests whether we're devotees or not devotees, the nature of material world is dukalayam ashashvatam. There's tests, there's difficulties. But if in those difficulties, we don't necessarily look for difficulties, we're just trying to serve and perform our, our, our duties with, with devotion. And if, when tests come, or even if death tests don't come, we become purified as we sincerely, with our hearts, take shelter of Krishna. Srila Prabhupada explained that we should chant Krishna's names like a little baby crying for mother. 
And I don't think Srila Prabhupada was just talking about a little baby who just very happy was just wanted to get the attention of the mother. It's a baby who's in need. It's a baby who really needs the mother, a baby who's in a bewildered or difficult situation. The baby cries for the mother and the mother's attention is very much captured by that. So to learn to cry out Krishna's names, to learn to take shelter of the devotees, to take shelter of the deities, to take shelter of the Srimad Bhagavatam and the Bhagavad Gita and Chaitanya Charitamrita, to take shelter for most of us, our tendency is we become complacent. We take things for granted. We may be strict in our sadhana, in the quantity of what we do, which is necessary, but in the quality to actually be humbled, to take shelter, to be humbled like Draupadi, that there's nothing I could do. I need you, Krishna. You know, to the degree we could do that, we become pure. And the tests that come in life, we should see as opportunities. Opportunities to humble ourselves and take shelter. And then just try our best and not be discouraged. Thank you, Maharaj. We have uh, we take one more question from Venkata Bhatta Prabhu. Venkata Bhatta Prabhu asks, in the pastime of Maharaj Pratap Rudra, the devotees all felt so sad to see him being apparently denied by Lord Chaitanya. When we see devotees whom we love being apparently treated poorly or hurt in some way, we may also feel sad and be tempted to conclude that Krishna is unfair even if those particular devotees don't think in this way. How can we avoid thinking in this way? <laughs> I miss you very much. Thank you. Um, we want to cultivate this understanding, this aspiration to be a well-wisher of other devotees and ultimately a well-wisher of everyone because it is that well-wishing mood, it is that well-wishing intention that's in our minds that very much pleases Krishna very much pleases Srila Prabhupada. So we may not understand, and oftentimes we do not understand why things happen the way they happen, and why this person may be going through what this person is going through, and why other people are dealing with people the way they deal with people. And it, it, it could be very bewildering and very confusing. Um, and you know, sometimes we can psychologically, philosophically, emotionally, you know, try to grasp what's really happening here. 
but sometimes it's beyond our grasp. But one thing we could always do, try to be a well-wisher. I, I referred to the story of Kal Krishnadas. Lord Chaitanya was so angry with him because he made some serious mistake during the South Indian tour where he was with Lord Chaitanya. Lord Chaitanya rejected him. He said, I don't want to see him. He has no more service with me. He can go anywhere he wants to go. And Kal Krishnadas was devastated. He was weeping. His life was just in, in shattered state. And the devotees felt such compassion to him. Nityananda Prabhu and Gadadhar Pandit and Damodar Pandit and Mukunda Dutt and all these devotees, they, they took such pity on, uh, on him because they understood the mood of Lord Chaitanya. And they encouraged him and they gave him a wonderful service. Go and bring all this Mahaprasad to Sachi Devi and Adoita Jari and Srivas Thakur and give them the good news that Lord Chaitanya has returned to Puri and tell them to all that Lord Chaitanya is inviting. He got to actually carry the invitation, the invitation everyone was yearning and longing for. And Kalkrishna got so many blessings because even though um, you know, he, he made a mistake, and even though he was being treated badly for his mistakes, still the devotees, they were his well-wisher. So, you know, it, it, it's, there are many different kind of situations that have different ways of being a well-wisher. Um, sometimes being strict, sometimes being very kind and gentle. But a devotee should always cultivate being a well-wisher. And um, if a devotee is going through a difficult situation, we cannot control everybody else, but we can um, do the very best we can in our prayers and in our interactions to help uplift other Vaishnavas. I don't know if that answers your question, but those are my thoughts. Thank you very much, Maharaj. So I think we've uh, almost run out of time. We've uh, just a couple more minutes. So uh, uh, we'd like to request all the devotees to still please hang on for a couple more minutes. We have some very important announcements that we feel you'll be interested in. And I will request uh, His Grace Neil Mani Prabhu to uh, you know, address us and uh, thank uh, all the devotees and uh, thank Maharaj. Neil Mani Prabhu, please go ahead. Thank you so much, Maharaj. Hare Krishna Maharaj, Hare Krishna, thank you so, so much for such an extraordinary, inspiring session today. Um, just telling by the looks on of all the devotees' faces how engrossed they were in, in today's Katha. We're just so grateful to you for enlivening all of us today. So just for everybody's benefit, we, we do this Sangha daily from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time or New York Time, other than on Sundays when it's at 6 p.m. We have an extraordinary range of exalted speakers. Tomorrow we have His Holiness Jayadwaj Swami. On Tuesday we will have His Grace Gauranga Prabhu from Mumbai. Actually Gauranga Prabhu will be back again next Saturday. Um, so on all of those days will be at 8 p.m. 
And then on Wednesday evening at 7 p.m., we will have, again, a very, very special talk by His Holiness Radhanath Swami. Maharaj will be back with us again at 7 p.m. on Wednesday to commemorate the appearance of Nishimadev again on this same channel. His talk is a unique joint collaboration of four of our regional temples, Radha Govind Mandir in Brooklyn, Bhakti Center in Manhattan, our Tawako Temple, and Iskon of Central New Jersey. So it's a wonderful collaboration. Just to repeat, on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, we will have His Holiness Radhanath Swami live with us again on this same channel. And again, we have very, very many more speakers next Saturday. We have His Holiness Satswarup Maharaj at 11 a.m. And uh, in the evening, Goranga Prabhu. And then next Sunday evening, at the same time, we will have His Grace Radhikaraman Prabhu. So please keep joining us every day and be enlivened in this time of Krishna um, Kata. And I, I also especially want to thank all of the uh, senior uh, devotees on the uh, call today, especially His Holiness Jayadwait Maharaj, who is actually inspired this Sangha by his inspiration, we're able to do this. And he's also with us in Tawako Temple during this lockdown period. So thank you so much, Maharaj. There are other Prabhupada disciples, uh, Mother Vaigvati Ma uh, Mataji is there, I think Chamakrishi is there, and I think many others may be on the YouTube channel. So I want to really deeply offer my obeisances and thank you all for joining us today. And again, thank you so, so much, Maharaj, for joining us today. Hare Krishna. Thank you for giving me opportunity to serve. Always. Always. Anytime. Anytime, Maharaj. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai.